Hey, everybody, I am inserting this in at the very beginning of the show because I forgot to talk about it at the beginning. Uh, but we uh, listen all the way to the end of the show. And at the end of the show, I'm going to talk about how you can win a five or ten dollar eShop gift card by uh, becoming a supporter. OK, so you're going to have all the details at the end of the show. Without further ado, it's time to start. Let's go. On episode 388 of Nintendo Switchcraft, the last word on Gizmodo, GameStop disappoints us all, Microsoft says no, and lots of feedback from you. Those stories and more on this episode of Nintendo Switchcraft. Hey, this is Mr. Strauss from the Mesa Junior High School, and you're listening to the sweet and smooth sounds of Nintendo Switchcraft. Stick around. Welcome back to Switchcraft. It is brought to you live every Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and Saturday. If you want to watch those live with the chat, you can join us over at twitch.tv slash runjumpstomp. Or on Saturdays, you can join us over at youtube.com slash runjumpstomp. It's really easy. Go there, hit the follow button, go to the YouTube, hit the subscribe button, click the bell, and you get notified every time we go live. This episode of Switchcraft is made possible by patrons. Get Switchcraft and my other content ad-free for as little as a dollar by joining us over at patreon.com slash runjumpstomp. You can leave a voicemail for the show, just like you heard at the very beginning, by going over to runjumpstomp.com slash voicemail from any device, and I may even play it on the show. Uh, Before we get started with Nintendo news, I just have one quick update about the Gizmodo stuff. Uh, This is going to take like 30 seconds, so start your stopwatches and go. Uh, I recently posted a video over on my YouTube channel uh, that basically outlines the fact that Gizmodo has uh, uh, issued a retraction and um, the the author apologized. And if you want more information, go to youtube.com slash runjumpstomp and you can watch that there. Or go to runjumpstomp.com and you can find the show notes for episode 388. And then you'll have a link that takes you to that video as well. With that being said, it's time to talk Nintendo. So let's, let's, uh, let's not tarry. It may be the most addictive toy in history. And it's definitely the hottest thing this Christmas. All right, I'm going to tell you what's going to be really, really exciting to a lot of people, and that's that there's a demo out for Dragon Quest XI S, Echoes of an Elusive Age, Definitive Edition, and we've got that demo. It is out now. In fact, I'm going to reach over and grab my Nintendo Switch, and we'll see how the download is coming. And look at that. It finished. We're all done downloading Dragon Quest XI S demo. Uh, Now, this is a a demo that I was very interested in checking out. And the reason I was interested in checking out this demo, which was just tweeted out by uh, Nintendo of America, uh, they said, begin your quest as the luminary with the Dragon Quest 11S, blah, blah, blah. Download right now. And then they gave you a link. Um, By the way, I don't know if you guys are aware or not, but if you go to uh nintendo's website you can install games on your switch directly from their website you just click it and it starts installing which is really really cool uh, but anyway this game i i have it on my ps4 and i've played a bunch of it and i've really enjoyed what i've played so far but 
having it tied to my PS4 means that I can only ever play it when I'm in this room because this is where my PS4 lives. So the idea of being able to take it wherever I want for these much longer games just makes a whole lot of sense to me. And so this is a game I may end up uh, double dipping on, which I've done quite a few times on quite a few titles, uh, but I may end up double dipping on to, to, to get this on the Nintendo Switch. And there's just so many reasons why I would want to. There's extra quests that I'll probably never play because I... I get distracted by shiny things. Um, the the cool 2D mode that they added as well that lets you play the game like it like it would if it were be like it would be if it were on a 16-bit system. Uh, and I, I'm really excited to try out this demo and see how it compares to the PS4 version. I know that the graphics won't be as good, but that only re- usually that only matters when I'm looking at the games side by side. Uh, so, so I'm excited to try out this demo, and it might be the last nail in the coffin for what needs to convince me to pick this up. That being said, I also have Link's Awakening right... I mean, it's... it's uh, Oh, it's less than a month away for Link's Awakening. So I have to keep that in mind. Plus, I'm still playing uh, Fire Emblem Three Houses. I'm on Chapter 8, and I'm like 30-something hours in the game, and I'm having so much fun with it. Uh, but... You know, I've just got so much to play right now. And adding Dragon Quest XI-S to my uh, Switch library is definitely something I want to do. But it might be something that I just wait and do much, much later, like when it goes on sale or something. Speaking of games that I probably won't pick up unless it's on a ridiculous sale, but I think a lot of people will and a lot of people are really going to like that is Mario and Sonic at the Olympic Games Tokyo 2020. And man, they, they're they they're like this close to convincing me. I don't know what's wrong with my brain. You throw some 8-bit graphics or 16-bit graphics in front of me and I'm like, oh, would you like my money? Here it is. Here you go. And I hand it over. Um, because watching the, the demos for Mario and Sonic at the Olympic Games Tokyo 2020... I was like, okay, it looks like a fun little sports game that I will ig- ignore. Uh, I, I, you know what? I'm going to pause for just a second because somebody in the live chat just asked a very important question, and I want to make sure I tell everybody. If you get that demo for Dragon Quest XI-S, your progress in that demo does carry over to the full game when uh, when you end up getting the the full game which if you get the demo, you probably will because it's a really good game. Uh, Anyway, back to Mario and Sonic at the Olympics. They recently uh, posted this video on YouTube, which showcases something really amazing. Uh, The idea is that they also have features in this game where you are two-dimensional. So now you are, uh, it's, you know, it's 8-bit Mario uh, racing against Sonic or doing the long jump or Sonic doing dives or Peach doing hurdles all in classic 2D. It looks so good and it's very, very compelling to me. And they even have like Toad Volleyball. I, I mean, it just looks fun. Looks really, really fun. So this is a game that I'm not, I wasn't terribly interested in before I saw this, and somehow this might be the thing that convinces me to pick up Mario and Sonic 
at the Olympics Tokyo 2020 because it just it it it's so damn charming. Uh, and that game comes out. Oh gosh, it just said it on the screen and I I closed it and it comes out November 5th. Um, this seems like a fun game that I might get and play. Uh, with my son, or I might even be able to convince my wife to play a game like this because it's not like it's not like a super high skill game. Uh, it, at least it doesn't seem like it in my opinion. It just seems like something that's fun and maybe uh, maybe something where we can sit around the TV and and have a blast in a way that Mario Party for the Nintendo Switch just didn't really it just didn't really deliver for us. We we played it a couple of times and we just didn't love it. And anyway. Um, uh, Mario and Sonic at the Olympics has that 2D stuff, and God, it looks really, really good. I think it's exciting. Uh, all right, uh, we've got a oh, this is really disappointing. Uh, for for okay, for those of you who don't know, Trine is this really cool game that uh, you play as a wizard, a thief. I think she's a thief, maybe an archer. I don't know. Uh, a wizard, a thief, and a knight. And the knight is like this big fat guy, and uh, which is awesome because, you know, his, his armor is fat too. Um, the wizard can like draw these shapes on the screen and they become real objects. And then the thief or whatever she is, uh, she has the ability to like grapple to things and swing uh, as well as fire arrows and, and that kind of stuff. And overall... Trine is an awesome game. I played it on Steam ages ago. It's really, really fun. It's a fun little puzzle game. And basically, you have to solve puzzles using these different characters. And various characters have different ways to solve the puzzle. So while you might go through and solve the puzzle using this character, I may go through and solve the puzzle a completely different way using another character. And it's really cool. Well, uh, Modus Games tweeted out uh, the fact that that it's uh, coming to Nintendo Switch, and they were asking, uh, uh, Trine 4 is coming to Nintendo Switch, and they were asking, who's excited? And uh, Ella, El, El, Elena Kaijuser, I don't know how to say her name. I'm sorry, Elena. Uh, Elena said th- that they were excited, but they had a question. Are all four games on the Switch cartridge, or are some a download code? And sure enough, Trine uh, replied, and they said, Unfortunately, we had to make some changes to the plan. Sorry for the misinformation with the inconvenience this is causing you. We did originally plan to have all games on the same cartridge, but it does not seem like it's going to happen. Our apologies. So then, uh, basically, they said, so what you're saying is there's no way to get one through three on the car outside of the U.S., and this is kind of a big deal. Now, why is this a big deal? Because apparently GameStop is the publisher of this game uh, of the uh how do I yeah yeah GameStop is the publisher of the of trying one through three physical release and you can only get those in the U.S. so if you go out and you get the trying uh four thing that comes with one through three one through three are only digital so there's no way for you to get those outside of the U.S. which is really kind of excuse me kind of lame now one through three has all three games on the same cart trying four just has trying four and then one through three are the digital downloads 
I don't know. It's it's confusing and and dumb. And uh, GameStop is they've stepped on a lot of uh, landmines recently. With I mean, they just they just laid off. Uh, I think it was like forty percent of their workforce. I could be wrong about that number, so don't quote me on that. They lay they laid off a large portion of their workforce. In addition, I think they pretty much closed down Game Informer, the magazine. Although to be honest, while I think that Game Informer probably was doing good work. How relevant is a magazine in this day and age where, you know, we know stuff ahead of time? I haven't looked at a magazine in ages. The reason I have not looked at a magazine in ages is because all of the information in magazines tends to be outdated by the time I get to it. Or not necessarily outdated, but I already knew it all because we have access to the internet. So I can see why they would close that. But a lot of people really liked Game Informer magazine. Not me, not because I didn't think that they were doing a good job, but because it was a magazine. So uh, I think a lot of people are going to be upset about this whole thing with Trine series. Just keep in mind, it's not the developer's fault. GameStop has made this decision, and you know they're the ones that you can shake your, your pitchforks at. But at the end of the day, I really don't think it's going to do much. Uh, you can still buy the, those games one through three digitally. You just can't buy them physically. And I know that there's people who only buy physical games, uh, so they might be uh, upset about that. Ivan Rodriguez in chat says, They did the same thing with Final Fantasy X and X-2. X-2 was a download only, even if you bought the cartridge. And they're not the only ones to do that. Um Let's see. Resident, uh, Capcom did the same thing with some of the Resident Evil games. Um, who else did that recently as well? It, it's not just GameStop that's doing it. Look, Nintendo went with a cartridge-based medium because the Switch is a portable system, right? And it makes sense to go with a cartridge-based me- uh, medium for a portable system. Uh, but cartridges can be expensive. Now, some developers do the right thing, and they put everything on the cartridge. Uh, CD Projekt Red, I'm looking at you. They put The Witcher 3 plus all of the DLC on the cartridge. That's a 32, that's 32 gigs, right? That's an insane, uh, it's just an insane amount of content to put on one of those cartridges. So like CD Projekt Red, well done. You know, let's, let's everybody congratulate them on doing something awesome. I reported on this uh, a while back. Um, but then you get other companies that do things like this, where trying one, two, and three, they're not that big. There's no reason that, uh, GameStop as the publisher can't make the decision to buy cartridges that are a little bit more expensive and eat that cost in order to give players what they want. Does this affect me? Not at all. First off, I'm really not planning on buying the Trine games. I've already played Trine 1. I had a lot of fun with it. Trine 2 seems like more of the same. Trine 3 seems like more of the same. And Trine 4 seems like more of the same to me. I had fun with it, but it wasn't enough that I want to run out and do it again. Uh, so that that doesn't affect me. And even if I did want those games, I wouldn't run out and buy a physical copy because I'm a digital guy. I like to have games digitally. Uh, although I will say, the one game that I would definitely buy physically for the Switch would be The Witcher 3, because 32 gigabytes is a massive footprint on your storage, and being able to have that all on the cartridge is just fantastic. So uh, this is this this is the same argument that we've had many times. 
Uh, cartridges are expensive. Publishers either need to learn to bite the bullet and eat a little bit of that cost in order to give us a better experience, or don't put out, don't put out a physical version of the game unless everything's on the cartridge. That's just how I feel about it. If CD Projekt Red can do it, then so can anybody else. Now, one more example that I'll give you, Doom. All right, Doom 2016, when it came to the Switch, it had the game on there, but all of the multiplayer stuff was a download. That one I forgive just a little bit more because a lot of people will only play the single player and they'll never have the download stuff. But I still think that that stuff could have been on the cart, especially if CDA Project Red can can do it with The Witcher. All right, I'm starting to sound like a broken record, so let's move on. Uh, we've got uh, some information about PAX West. Is uh, you're going to be able to? This is this comes from Nintendo press releases, uh, which I tend to put these on my website. I don't always talk about them on the show, uh, but whenever N- Nintendo sends out a press release, I will. Um, I, you know what? I'm going to stop what I'm saying right now. And iCase81 does have a good point. Uh, they said, I don't think GameStop can afford to eat any cost right now. They just laid off a ton of people yesterday. Uh, sure, they laid off a ton of people. But, you know, that cost, I bet you a lot more people. If they have, if they would make the right decisions on how to run their business, in my opinion, they wouldn't be hemorrhaging money quite so poor, so, so badly. All right. That's just my opinion. I could be wrong, uh, but I I just think that uh, GameStop, you know, every time I pick up the phone and call GameStop to see if they have something in common, I have to listen to somebody, like, they answer the phone. Hey, thank you for calling the GameStop where you can pre-order this, 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 and this, and you can all go, so get insurance on this, 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 and that. And do, do you want to do any of this today? And then, uh, okay, how can I help you? Like, that's annoying. Every time I go in there and I buy something, They always hassle me about, do you want to get this worthless insurance on your Nintendo Switch uh, um, card that you're never going to use? Uh, Do you want to uh, make sure you get scratch protection on your disc? And sure, discs get scratched. I understand that. But if I want that protection, then I'll ask for it. This, And I know that there's a lot of people that disagree with me. This is... Okay. I'm kind of ranting now, and I didn't plan on this, but, um, okay, this goes back to my days in retail. Uh, in, in the U.S., and I don't know how it is in the rest of the world, but in the U.S., we have something called secret shoppers, all right? Secret shoppers are people who are paid by the company that you work for to come in and shop and then tell them how good of a job you did following that company's policies and what your their customer service was like, Right? So I worked at a bookstore and I would like to, um, you know, I would like to just leave people alone. And if they have a question, be there and answer their question and help them find the thing that they want. But what instead has to happen is every time I see a customer, I have to go hassle them. And as somebody who goes into stores and wants to be left the hell alone, I don't like to be hassled. If I want, if I want help, I will ask for help. Uh, so it always drove me crazy. And then we would be at the at the register and they would come up and I had to ask them, hey, do you want to buy this, 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 or this? Which I found irritating. If I wanted to buy those things, I would have picked them up and put them in front of the register for you to ring me up. I don't need, like, I can't stand it when the people behind the register who incidentally are just doing their job, 
So I'm not mad at them. I'm mad at the company policy that facilitates them doing this. But those people hassle me because of their company policy. It's very irritating. And GameStop is one of the worst about that. Whenever you go in, they hassle the hell out of you. Anyway, uh, I've I've gotten off topic, and I'm going to move back on, and I should probably ignore chat and not look at it because it gets distracting with all of the shininess. Uh, okay, real quick. Um, we had a, a press release from Nintendo. Uh, every once in a while, whenever they whenever they post these, I share them on uh, runjumpstomp.com. So make sure you go to that website so you can see that stuff. But uh, they said um, they've got some information about the <clears throat> Galar Visitors Center. And you're going to be able to check that stuff out at PAX West. Uh, that'll be our first chance to see that. So uh, make sure that if you're going to PAX West that you uh, stop by the Pokemon booth for more information on that. I'm not going to spend uh, any time on that uh, uh, because I, don't, I just don't think it's terribly interesting. All right. Um, gosh, I have a bunch of stuff to get through. That rant took a lot of time up. I apologize for that. Let's take a quick break. We're going to hear from our sponsors when we get back. I've got two quick stories that I'm going to talk about and then a bunch of feedback. So stick around. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Okay, everybody, we are back from that break. Uh, thank you very much for our sponsors for helping us out. And uh, let's talk about Microsoft. Microsoft has been bringing, the, as a publisher... They have been bringing games to the Nintendo Switch. And I have been saying this is because Nintendo, or I'm sorry, Microsoft as a publisher, they see the fact that if it sells on some other system, then they still make money. I've been saying that, and I, I still feel like that's a really good argument. However, Microsoft has recently said that that's not necessarily the case. I mean, it's not like they were trying to rebut my, uh, my idea, but they're, they, they have a different reason for what they're doing this for. Uh, this comes to us through uh, Gamasutra, and uh, there's a quote here from, I can't see who it was that said it, but uh, let me just read this for you, all right? It says, uh, as these new studios, um, by the way, uh, so Microsoft bought a bunch of studios, okay? Uh, so then this is the quote. As these new studios transitioned in as to, uh, you know, came into being with uh, Microsoft, uh, we were aware of some existing commitments to other platforms and will honor them. However, going forward, these new studios will focus on making games for our platforms. 
We have no plans to further expand our exclusive first-party games to other consoles. We continue to believe deeply in cross-play and progression of games with the right flexibility for developers to ensure a fair and fun experience. Okay, so that seems like we're not going to get any more games that are published by Microsoft on a Nintendo platform. Look, I don't believe this for a second. I don't think that they're lying. I just think that they're... They are saying, look, we don't want to talk about any of this. We don't want to talk about the games that we publish being on uh, other platforms. We want to talk about our platform. And when we're ready to talk about other platforms, then we'll talk about other platforms. So do I think that Halo is going to come to the Nintendo Switch? I think it's still a possibility, but it's not a very good possibility. However, some of the second-party titles that are still published by Microsoft but developed by other studios, I think that that makes a lot of sense for them to say, we're not going to put in the work to do it, but we'll let our other our developers put in, the, our, our, our second-party contractors put in the, the work to do it, and we'll just rake in the money afterwards. So when they say we have no plans to... That doesn't necessarily mean anything. Let's let's get a little history lesson here. Diablo. Blizzard specifically said, we have no plans to port Diablo 3 to Nintendo Switch. They said that multiple times. I talked about Diablo on this show for probably six damn months because, you know, there was a, oh, here's a rumor that it's coming. And then uh, uh, Activision Blizzard would say, no, it's not. And it would just keep going back and forth. And then finally, oh, by the way, here it is. So them saying we have no plans doesn't mean that it's never going to happen. It just means that they don't want to talk about it right now. And I don't think that we'll see Halo on the Switch, but I do think that we will see other stuff that is published by Microsoft and developed by other studios. That's just how I look at it. Uh, Really quick before we go anywhere or before we get to the feedback. Damn it. The feedback may actually have to go to the next episode. I'm sorry. Um, Real quick before we wrap up the show, I guess, uh, we've got this uh, headset coming out for the Nintendo Switch, and it's not just for Nintendo Switch, but here's the thing. It has a USB dongle. It's a wireless headphones, or a wireless pair of headphones. This is just announced over at Gamescom, I believe, and it's from Asus, uh, and they, they call it the ROG Strix Go it is a wireless headphone or wireless headset for the Switch. So what does that mean? Well, your Switch has a USB-C port on the bottom uh, rather than a USB port on the bottom. So most wireless headsets won't work with it. Uh, most Bluetooth headsets don't work with a lot of consoles. Um, it's because the consoles use their Bluetooth for other things. I still think that they could do better, but whatever. Let's let's forget about that. Uh, this one, you can plug in this port or, or this little dongle to the bottom of your Nintendo Switch, and now you have wireless Nintendo Switch headphones, which I think is fantastic. I hate wires. Now, as far as these headphones go, there's a design choice that they've made that I hate in, like so much more than anything else about any headphones. And that's when you have a microphone that you can't remove. And just from the picture, it looks like it's a microphone that you can't remove. I can't stand that. I don't want to always have the microphone. Like the headphones that I use, 
uh, which are pretty expensive, mind you. The headphones that I use, the the microphone tucks away inside, uh, which I never use that microphone because I have this microphone. But uh, like that microphone, it's it's pretty subtle. It doesn't stick out all the time. Do you, if you're walking around listening to music, do you want to have that thing out in front of you? Probably not. Uh, this has one feature that I think is important, and that means that you can use this on the Switch Lite. All right? So the Switch Lite is not dockable. You can get a headset like mine and plug it into plug a USB headset into it, a wireless USB headset, and it's going to work fine. But the Switch Lite is not dockable because, uh, well, just because Nintendo decided that it shouldn't be. Uh, so this is a, a wireless headset that will work with the Switch Lite. I anticipate that they will probably sell a lot of these, and I think that it looks pretty comfortable, but again, that microphone out in the front just looks real bad. All right, guys, listen, I've got a pile of feedback to get through, so what I think I'm going to do is I'm going to take a look at how much news comes out tomorrow, and if there's a, if there's a bunch of stuff that I'm going to have to talk about on the next episode then I will do a switch light to cover all of this uh, of this feedback from you guys. And if there's not, then I will push the feedback to the next episode. Uh, but that's it for this episode. Uh, so if you want to become a part of the community, oh my gosh, I almost forgot. There's a really important thing that I wanted to mention. Uh, join our Discord, okay? In the Discord, in the announcements section, there is uh, an explanation. Actually, let me bring it up because I want to make sure I get the wording right. Uh, I, I just don't want to screw that up. So let me bring this up. Here it is right here. Um, where is the show? All right. So I'm trying an experiment. All right. Starting on August 31st of August, every single week, and August 31st is practically September. So we're just going to count that as September. All right. So every week in September on Saturday... I will give away either a five or a ten dollar eShop gift card in the supporters channel, supporters channel of the Discord. Now, in order to access the supporters channel, you have to be a supporter. This is as a thank you to those of you that support Nintendo Switchcraft or Run Jump Stomp in general. All right, so you might ask yourself, how do I access the supporters channel? There's a bunch of ways. First off, you can join the Patreon. If you join the Patreon for as little as a dollar a month, you can have access to the supporter channel. If you are a YouTube member, if you're watching this on YouTube, you can click the join button down below. That's the wrong way. The join button down below. And there's a bunch of different tiers for how you can join on YouTube. Uh, that is for as little as $2 a month is the like the lowest tier on YouTube. Or you can become a Twitch subscriber. Uh, if you have Amazon Prime, you can become a Twitch subscriber for free. Or if you uh, want to subscribe uh, with like a regular tier one, you can do that through um, $5 a month on Twitch. So every week on, on Saturday through September, I'm either going to be giving a $5 or $10 eShop gift card as a giveaway to supporters. And you can access the giveaway through the Discord channel that is labeled supporters, and only supporters can see that channel. Uh, so right now, we're giving away a $10 eShop gift card. Uh, that is going to, uh, the giveaway happens on the 31st. Right now, only nine people have entered. 
So your chances of winning it are pretty good. So make sure that those of you who are already supporters, hop in there, connect your Discord account. And by the way, I can't help anybody with connecting your Discord account to your other accounts. If you can't figure out how to do that, use Google. And if Google doesn't help you, reach out to Discord support so that they can help you. I've had I, I every time I do something like this, I get a bunch of messages. How do I connect it? That's I'm not going to help people with that because I can't respond to everybody. Uh, anyway, so there you go. Uh, I just want I almost forgot about that. I actually did a giveaway in the supporters channel last week for a code for uh, a game uh, that I can't remember what which game it was. Um, and I, I forgot to mention it every single day on the podcast. Uh, and it was up for a week. The giveaway was going for a whole week, and I forgot to talk about it every single day. So sorry about that. In fact, I may actually edit and put this at the beginning of the show, in which case, if you just heard this at the beginning of the show, then you might be like, why is he talking about the beginning of the show? This is the beginning of the show. Very meta stuff. All right. Uh, become a, com- a part of the community over at runjumpstomp.com slash discord. You can also watch the show live at twitch.tv slash runjumpstomp. You can get a hold of me on Twitter at runjumpstomp. You can email me runjumpstomp at gmail.com if you want to support the show. I already talked about ways you can support the show, but there's more over at runjumpstomp.com slash thank you. The music you're hearing right now is Corneria Star Fox Remix by Noteblock. It's awesome. Thank you for hanging out with me. You guys are awesome. And uh, just keep playing Nintendo games. Bye. Bye.